WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. News time right now, 818. You're tuned to WGNS and our guest this morning, Dr. Stephen Rich with the Bariatric Department, which is part of St. Thomas Rutherford right here in Murfreesboro off of Medical Center Parkway. Dr. Rich, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. Good morning. Well, I guess just starting off the morning, tell us a little bit about your background and what you do there each and every day. Well, as far as uh, bariatrics goes, I have uh, been performing bariatric surgeries for the last seven to eight years. Uh, We have a comprehensive bariatric center, and what people see the, the most is the surgeries that we do. But the majority of what's involved with bariatric surgery goes far beyond the surgeries itself. The, uh, it's, a, it's a process starting from when people decide that they want to pursue surgery. Um, they see the dietitian, they see uh, the, the surgeon and consult with the surgeon and talk about what all is involved in surgery and that sort of thing and what is going to be involved long after the surgery is over for the rest of their lives. So what gets that person to that place in their life where they say, you know, I've got to do something drastic. I've got to make this massive change, which could indeed mean bariatric surgery. Everyone's journey is a little bit different. Uh, Sometimes it takes a certain event in someone's life in order to determine uh, or for them to decide, hey, I have to do something. Sometimes we don't really see things clearly. It's almost like we have... Uh, sort of blurry goggles on sometimes and we don't really see the world and see ourselves as it truly is but sometimes people will uh, go to their physician and their their family doctor their internal medicine doctor and then they've been given a diagnosis of high blood pressure and started on high blood pressure medicine or someone has reached the point to where they have developed diabetes Sometimes those things are sort of a wake-up call and say, hey, you know, there's, a, there's a, the point now that I have to do something in order to change my future. Again, our guest today, Dr. Stephen Rich with Ascision St. Thomas Rutherford and in the bariatric surgery department there. Uh, you know, a lot of things go along with, let's say, weight issues like self-esteem issues and depression and all of that. I mean, there's a whole category of things that often go along with some of the problems you have when it comes to weight gain. We, we can't separate our mind from our body. Sometimes, you know, especially in traditional medicine, we would look at, you know, if we treat the body, then, then that's, that's what we're, uh, that's how we can affect change and, you know, treating the body and, and, you know, giving another medication. And, but the, the truth of the matter is, especially in this realm, it is more than just the body. It is the mind. And, uh, you know, typically 
when people feel better and they're healthier, then they have an opportunity to have a, a better mental state. You know, it's not what we do is not all about changing someone's appearance. Um, we all have, you know, we all like to look in the mirror and like what we're is looking back at us, and so you can't separate just the the body from the mind. And it is a it, it's a it's a complete package, and that's what we try to stress that it takes more than just the surgery. It it, 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 there's a, a huge mental aspect to this. So this is really a long-term program. I mean, it's much bigger than just going in to have your tonsils removed. There's a lot more to it, and there's a lot more to the aftercare as well. That's right. There's, there's a lot of preparation that goes into it, and like you were talking about sort of the mental aspect of it, you have to be in the right mental mode in order to do well long-term. Because it, it is more than just the surgery itself, the surgery is a tool, and that's the way we treat it. We treat it as a tool. There are other tools that we have to use, support groups, ongoing uh, uh, care. We follow people for at least five years after surgery. We continue to see them, and the reason for that is we want to make sure that they have everything available to them to be successful. Now, you know, as providers, as as uh, surgeons and, and, and nutritionists and the folks in the bariatric center, we can give folks an opportunity and give them the tools that they need, but it is up to the ind- individual, and this is for the rest of their life. You know, over the years, I, I think psychologists and psychiatrists have come to learn so much more about the mental state of persons and they've come to learn so much more about patients who are medication treatment resistant which has been a growing trend in medical news about how they're they really are learning a lot more information about that so a lot of the folks that you see i'm curious are they folks who have tried antidepressants who have tried to go one route but it just has not worked for them and then it slowly became an issue where they continued to eat they couldn't control their their daily life and now they're at a point where surgery is that answer sure we 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 see this a lot you know people come in and they are on antidepressants or uh things of that nature and obesity and morbid obesity is such a complex issue you know it you know sometimes people that don't have a true understanding of the disease process and it is a disease if they don't have a true understanding of the disease process then they look at it and say well that obesity is just a result of eating too much and being lazy you know and if these individuals would exercise more and not eat as much then then that would solve their problem simple it's it's not that simple it's a multifaceted problem and you know the mental aspect of it plays a huge role and and a lot of the underlying disease processes that can result from obesity and morbid obesity can contribute to the the mental aspect of it and the depression and and that sort of thing and so uh, by treating the obesity and morbid obesity and decreasing the the person's health problems or or you know, putting those health problems in remission 
can help with the mental aspect as well. You know, that's such positive news to hear. And I'm sure over the next 10 to 20 years, we're going to hear even more breakthroughs in science and technology and surgery and the practice of medicine in general. And I'm sure there is a lot more to come. But what are some of the things that you are seeing in, in medical news right now that is really focused on those who are battling weight gain, who are battling being obese, and who are also battling mental health issues? Well, you know, it, it's uh, it's such a pervasive problem in our our country. And really, as far as being a pandemic, it, tip, it, it, it truly is a pandemic, obesity and, and morbid obesity. And, you know, we're, we're trying to, in, as far as in medicine, they're trying to find uh, solutions to the, the problems of uh, disease process of obesity and morbid obesity. Uh, I think that one of the uh, major things that, that we can do is to get the word out that it is a disease. It's not something that we have to be ashamed of. It's something that we can treat. If people go to their primary care doctor and they're told that they have high blood pressure, then that needs to be treated. If they have diabetes, that needs to be treated. If they go to their primary care doctor and they say, well, you're in the obese class, well, that needs to be treated. And the truth of the matter is, by treating obesity and morbid obesity, we can put all these other things in remission, potentially. High blood pressure, diabetes, sleep apnea, all these things that contribute uh, to that person's uh, health problems. Again, with us this morning, Dr. Stephen Rich with Ascision St. Thomas, and you are in the bariatric surgery department, and you help patients who come in and they say, you know, I've gained x amount of pounds over the years and when they tell you that it may be over a 20 30 40 year period it doesn't happen all at once that that's right and it's one of those things that sometimes and it's very common for people to tell me one they think their story is different than the rest but typically the story is pretty consistent they have slowly had weight gain maybe after some event, uh, maybe a broken leg, maybe a car wreck, maybe a pregnancy, and they could not get that weight off. And year after year, they put on a little bit more and a little bit more. They tried multiple diet plans, maybe had some limited success, but the weight came back. Uh, One thing that we do stress to people is, uh, is that surgery is a last resort. But once everything else has been exhausted surgery is a viable option and a very good option for people to position themselves to lose the weight that that they need to lose and improve their health you know over the years it seems like we have heard news story after news story about how americans have gotten so much bigger as opposed to 40 years ago 50 60 years ago and i don't know how much truth is actually in that or is it that just more people are actually heading to the doctor to do something about their health today as opposed to 30 40 50 years ago maybe they didn't as much 
Well, I, I think it is a, a pervasive problem, and I do think it is a bigger problem now than it has ever been. We're a more sedentary society. We have more uh, fancy technology where we don't have to to get up and you know, even, you know, when I was a, a child, we, we didn't have a TV that had a remote. So you even had to get up and, and change the channel on the, on the television. But uh, now we... We, we have things in place that sort of contribute to us not being mobile. Um, so I, I think that has a, a lot to do with it. Plus, now there is a fast food restaurant on every corner, and we're living in a more fast-paced society. We don't have time to plan for meals. We don't you know, sit down and the mother is uh, prepared a meal and we eat dinner together every night, typically with our children being involved in multiple activities and you're kind of on the run and you're just grabbing something on the run and not even really thinking about it. And uh, I think that contributes a lot to uh, the problems that we have. Man, that, that is so true. And at the same time, what's wild about all that is kids today who are involved in sports, sports are at a much higher level today than they were 40 years ago. But yet, the parents who are running all the errands for the kids, running them to and from sports practice, they're the ones who are suffering more so because they're the ones having to grab the fast food. And I know while the kids may be eating it as well, those kids who are involved in sports are more active, it seems like, in a lot of ways. But then you have, on the flip side of that, the kids who sit around and who are on their phones all day, who never get out of the house to play during nice days so you've got a lot of things here that are i mean the, the map is just all over the place that's right and it, and it you know you do bring up a good point it is a little bit ironic that the the children that are more involved in you know travel ball and that sort of thing and their parents are carting them around but their parents are i guess in a way kind of um suffering from not being able to eat in the in the manner that they need to eat I mean, when I was growing up, we didn't have the video games. We, you know, during the summers, we were playing outside and because we, um, you know, you can only spend so much time inside when you have uh, no video games and a television station that only has three channels and it's not 24 hours. And so uh, I think a lot of that has, has, has contributed to our sedentary society. Definitely so. You know, I remember when uh, Commodore 64 came out, and, and next thing you know, you have Odyssey, then you have the Atari gaming system. And, and those were fun back then, but at the same time, they were not so much fun where you would literally sit inside all day and play. Whereas today's video games, they're almost real. I, I mean, kids think they're in another world almost when they're playing them, and they literally never get up and get out. That's exactly right. You can sit there, and, and it's almost like you're playing in a movie, or it, it is a more reality-based, and you can sit there for, you know, six or eight hours at a time, potentially. Dr. Stephen Rich with us this morning with Physician St. Thomas, and he is in the bariatric department. We are going to take a short break, but we will be right back in just a second. And if you have a question for him, we invite you to text us those questions at 615 615- Eight nine three one four five zero. Again, we're going to take a short break, but we will be right back. Time right now, once more, eight thirty three.
We'll see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high in the mid-40s. Winds out of the northeast are on 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear skies, alone near 25. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 24. If I could talk to the animals. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. Whether you're a brand new hobbyist or have been into aquariums for a long time, we have all of the supplies to either get you started or keep you going. One of the best things about coming to Animal City is the knowledgeable and caring staff. We are here to help you with all your pet needs. When you stop in to see us at Animal City, make sure to explore all two stories of our wonderful pets and pet supplies. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hey fellas, need an annual exam for work or just want to start the year prioritizing your health? Then I recommend Low T Center to get your complete health assessment where they check all your levels. It's typically completely covered by most health insurance and if you don't have insurance, it's less than $100 to get full labs and an office visit with their provider. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy, even verifying your insurance. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner, and we salute our veterans. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. In this salute, we talk to a veteran who fought in the Vietnam War. We're talking with Russell Ashton. When did you serve in the military? What branch and all of that? United States Army. I went in in 1967, and I got out in November of 1969. And my last service was over in Vietnam. I'm just uh, glad to be here. What was it like when you first went in? I was just a little country boy, just got out of high school, and your uncle called me and said, get on a Greyhound bus and go to Nashville, you know? I mean, I was frightened. I guess uh, that might be good for some people, that, that might get them closer to God to go to war. Were you in the thick of everything? I was with the 173rd Airborne Brigade. I guess you could say we were doing our share. I made 17 jumps out of the airplanes and stuff. Of course, those old T-10 shoots that we had back then, buddy, you just crashed and burned. That's all it was. I mean, you hit the ground. A lot of times I think that could be a lot of my hearing problems because you jump out of a plane that's got the props or I jumped out of the C-141, that's the jet. That's a lot of noise just to walk in. Was that scary, jumping out of those planes? Uh, 18 years old, what do you call it, 5 foot 10 and bulletproof. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Time right now, 8.37, you're tuned to WGNS on this Tuesday morning. Today is the 11th of January. Our guest this morning, Dr. Stephen Rich with Ascension St. Thomas in the Bariatric Department. 
Again, Dr. Rich on air with us. And during that break, I had a chance to kind of take a look at some of the different medical reasons I guess doctors are seeing as a whole nationwide for issues that I guess eventually lead to obesity. And it's interesting, this list here, we have underactive thyroid, diabetes, aging, because it says here people, as they age, of course, lose modest amounts of muscle mass as they get older and they become less active. Then we have steroid treatment, Cushing's syndrome, stress and low mood, tiredness, fluid retention, and then you also have, I, I, it looks like there's probably about 10 or 15 other things here. I mean, I could go on and on, but there's a lot of reasons, medically speaking, that can lead to that weight gain. What is the biggest reason you see here locally in the South? Well, I, I think one is uh, our approach to food. Uh, we live in a land of plenty. Uh, outside of the, you know, the medical conditions that can lead to that, those medical conditions need to be addressed and, and to be treated. But I think our approach to food in this country has really given rise to the morbid obesity uh, and obesity and overweight issues that we have. You know, greater than 70% of the people in this country are considered in the overweight range. Uh, greater than 38% are considered in the obese range, which is really remarkable statistics. But we live uh, in the land of plenty. We don't come with a, a guide when we're born on how to approach food. And our whole society revolves around food. And at an early age, we are taught in some households, like my household, you clean your plate. And it doesn't matter how much or how little is on your plate, you clean your plate. Then we develop those habits over time. And then, um, you know, we carry that on into our adulthood. And I, I think our approach to food has been the one of the major contributors. And plus, I mean, we we have things in the 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 mass production of food like high fructose corn syrup and, and that sort of thing that's cheap um, and is present in a lot of our foods. And our body really likes that. That's really satisfying in the short term. And uh, food manufacturers know this, and that's the reason. It's, it's almost like putting nicotine in cigarettes to try to get people. I don't know that it's – I'm not a grand conspiracy conspiracy theorist, but it, it does have an effect. And that's the reason why when people go on a diet the first few days that they're on a diet, they really just feel horrible because their bodies it's almost like detoxing from a drug. You know, as I thumb through this list here of medical conditions that can lead to this weight gain, I, I'm thinking to myself, like fluid retention, for example, you know, obviously, if you have considerable amounts of fluid retention, there's something else going on there. So it seems like well, why don't people get stuff like that caught ahead of time instead of just giving up so quickly if one doctor doesn't have the answer immediately for you or the right medication doesn't immediately work? Seems like you should continue pushing to figure out what's wrong. But do folks give up ahead of time? Well, I, I think that, uh, and there, there's multiple reasons why people don't. I mean, for a true underlying health issue, sometimes even people can, they're, Obesity and morbid obesity can lead to even heart failure, which can result in 
uh, retention of fluid, and uh, sometimes it kind of becomes a vicious cycle. You know, their doctor can treat whatever reason that they're having. They can treat the uh, fluid retention, but it's not addressing the underlying issue. I've had several patients that were young patients, and if their body, uh, if their heart is trying to supply all this blood to all this extra tissue, all this fatty tissue, you can't increase the size of the pump, which is your heart. And so over time, your heart just starts giving out. And by uh, addressing the underlying issue, which is the obesity and morbid obesity, they can over time uh, correct the, the heart failure and end up having a much healthier life. Now, to me, this is the coolest thing. I know you've been on the air before, but the coolest thing about what you do is after somebody goes through this bariatric program, they have the surgery, they can literally turn their lives around, get their health back, and it may take a couple of years, of course, but they can get their life back on track to where they're actually healthy again. That, that's exactly right. And, you know, unfortunately, it it took a while for sometimes for patients to get to the point where they decided that they needed to make a correction and, and to start losing weight. So it takes a while to get in a position uh, to where they are healthier and have lost the weight that they want to lose. But it truly is a daily walk. It's a, it's a, it's a day-to-day journey, and that's really the way we treat it. I tell you, the most satisfying thing for me is, and what validates what I do, is to have these individuals six months, a year down the road, they're, they're on the right path. They feel better than they ever thought that they could feel. And that really validates what I do. And typically, if you're feeling better than you ever thought that you could feel, then uh, not only are you feeling better, that you're probably healthier, and that's the reason why you're, you're feeling uh, so much better. You know, I've talked to folks who are in their 40s and 50s who have had bariatric surgery, and, you know, it's like night and day as opposed to uh, when you look at the person they were before, and then two years down the road, three years down the road, you see who they are now. They are often a totally different person with their self-esteem, with just their daily walk. I mean, it's just totally different, which is is wild. And I've, I've had patients come back to see me and they say, well, um, after they've had good good weight loss and they're recapturing their lives and they say, well, you know, uh, we went uh, camping at Fall Creek Falls, and I went on a hike, and or I went to to Disney and didn't have to stop every five minutes and rest. And um, those people are able to experience life. They're not just sitting on the sidelines and watch everyone else experience life. I've had numerous patients come in and they say, I have young children and I want to be active and participate in their lives, but I'm not able to do it the way uh, things are right now. Now, I know earlier you said you have kind of like a a five-year window that you're in a lot of these folks' lives. Is it sometimes hard for you to recognize that same patient five years later? Yeah, even, uh, you know, we, we see people in follow-up two weeks after surgery, two months, six months, one year, 18 months, two years, and then three years, four years, and five years. Sometimes even at that one-year mark, 
especially, you know, we wear masks now because of the pandemic and that sort of thing. I walk into a, a exam room to see someone that's there for follow-up. I can't even recognize them. If I didn't didn't have my chart that had their name on it, I wouldn't have known who they were. Now, they're the same as, you know, on the inside, they're the same person, but they're almost not recognizable. Are, are some of these treatments they're going through, are they also, you know, seeing other doctors as well to get other sections of their health back on track at the same time? That's right. The, the, it, it's, it's, a, uh, it's very important for them to continue with their primary doctor because a lot of these patients, and the majority of these patients are either on high blood pressure medication, uh, their own diabetes medication, other other uh, treating other problems that the, by losing the weight that uh, will improve over time. They don't need to be taking blood pressure medicine that they don't need because the surgeries themselves, and, and it's, almost, it's almost miraculous, the surgeries themselves have a positive effect on diabetes and high blood pressure. And uh, a lot of people come into my office and say, I'm on 20 medications. I can't continue to take these medications. I have to do something. I have to do something to improve my health where I do not have to have these medications. And they come back and, uh, you know, over time, say a year down the road, they say, I don't, I'm not on any blood pressure medicine or I was on three or four blood pressure medications and it was still not very well controlled, but now I'm on one small dose of a, a blood pressure medication. Same thing with, with diabetes. And so the, the, one of the messages is the weight loss can improve their health, but the surgeries themselves have resulted in a biochemical change that treats high blood pressure and diabetes. And, you know, when somebody is at that point where they're, you know, obese, first of all, but then they're on 20 medications, those 20 medications, no matter what, they're going to interact with each other to some degree, and they're going to have some type of negative consequence. It seems like usually maybe it makes you more tired. Maybe it, you know, drains you of energy by two o'clock in the afternoon. I, I mean, there's there's all these other things that go along with being obese and being on all these different medications. And when people come in and they're on 20 medications, obviously their doctors have felt that they needed to be on them. But you, you are correct. The, any medication that we take has a potential side effect. And if you can position yourself such that you do not need those anymore, then you've taken away the potential for those side effects from those medications. You know, those medications, I guess, to a lot of folks are, in a sense, their life support. You know, they're they're keeping them alive, but there's no quality of life there once you combine the obesity with the medications. So I could see where it'd be very hard for some folks to kind of crawl out of that. that that's exactly right. You know, when, whenever we treat a disease with medications, if, the, if we can treat the obesity and morbid obesity and put whatever disease process it is in remission and uh, alleviate the, the need for those, those medications, that's, that's really what we're, what we're after. The medications themselves sometimes are just really a band-aid on a bad sore, but you're just uh, continuing to put new band-aids on there and add band-aids to it, but you're not really treating the underlying sore and curing that. If you can cure that, then there would be no, no real need for the band-aids. 
Again, Dr. Stephen Rich is with us with Ascision St. Thomas right here in Murfreesboro in their bariatric department. We do have some text messages to get to, and we only have a few minutes left. But one of the questions, it says here, what is the success rate after surgery, and how many people gain all of their weight back? Well, the, the success rate truly is dependent upon the individual. Um, you know, by far the majority of the folks that, that we see are successful. But that is one of the reasons why we have such long-term follow-up. And we, have, we want people to come to see us for at least five years. If they want to keep coming after that, that's fine with us. But we want to make sure, at least during that first you know, five-year period, that they're coming to see us. In my, you know, maybe I'm overly optimistic, but, and I tell folks from the very beginning, there is absolutely no reason why you can't be successful. Everyone has an opportunity to be successful. But the key is, because this is a tool, we have to properly utilize the tool. There's no cruise control. And I, I'm very uh, upfront with folks the first time I talk to them about weight loss surgery. If you think that having the surgery is going to be the solution, then you're probably better not to have the surgery. It takes more than the surgery. But the good news is we have a comprehensive bariatric center. We have a nutritionist. We have support groups. We have all these other things that folks can utilize to position themselves to be successful long term. Even there are some people that, for whatever reason, quit coming back to see us. Um, you know, maybe they think, well, I haven't done as well as I should, or I have gained some weight. And, and so those are the people that need to come back and see us so we can get it figured out and get them on the right path. In my opinion, there is absolutely no time to say, well, okay, I tried this and I failed. Failure really is not an option because this is an ongoing process and we always have an opportunity for success. Another question here, is there a point where the patient is too large to undergo that bariatric surgery, and what do you do in those cases? Well, we, we do from time to time see individuals that are not a good surgical risk. And so I do not want to hurt someone trying to help them. If they're not a good surgical risk at their current weight, we work with them to try to lose down to a weight that would be an acceptable surgical risk. And so, uh, you know, whether that means seeing them, you know, seeing our nutritionist, getting on a good plan, uh, getting some of that weight off to where the surgery is less risky and position themselves. So, and I tell people, I will see you every month, every two months, whatever it is. I plan to practice for probably at least 15 more years. And so I'm going to be here, and as long as you want to keep coming back, we can get you positioned such that you can get to surgery and get to where you want to go. And another question here, is there a weight where somebody doesn't need bariatric surgery, but yet they're convinced they do? Well, they, they, there are parameters as to who... Uh, qualifies for bariatric surgery. Now, if the body mass index, which looks at your height and your weight, and it comes up with an index number, if the, if the BMI is 40 or above, then typically most insurance companies will pay for weight loss surgery without any other health problems. 
if the BMI is between 35 and 39.9, then typically the insurance companies require uh, some other comorbidity or some other health problem related to the obesity, like high blood pressure, diabetes, sleep apnea. And uh, folks can go on online and just put in BMI calculator and do a search for that, and it'll give where they can put in and see what their, see what their BMI is. Again, our guest this morning has been Dr. Stephen Rich with Ascision St. Thomas with the Bariatric Department. If somebody wants to learn more information, I guess they can simply call St. Thomas here in town and then ask for the Bariatric Department. Is that the easiest bet? That's the easiest way, and, you know, they can uh, go on online and Ascension St. Thomas uh, Bariatrics or weight loss, and that's, you know, get you directed to our uh, office here in Murfreesboro. And whenever we post this podcast on our website, we'll be sure to put a link on there as well. But uh, Dr. Stephen Rich with us. Uh, Doctor, thank you for joining us. Well, I appreciate you giving us the opportunity to get the word out that this is a, an option for people. Well, we'll hope to talk to you again soon. Here's some more success stories. Thank you. Time right now, 8.55. We have news next. And we appreciate you joining us this morning and every morning on the Action Line. We will post this podcast in just a little while after a few words from some of our sponsors that help make shows like this happen.